This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by the new Here's What I Don't Get lipstick line for ladies. We're introducing Here's What I Don't Get, a liptacular lemon. We're offering Here's What I Don't Get, mouth-tacular maroon. We're offering Here's What I Don't Get, our word for mouth, red. These, these limited edition colors and flavors are only going to be available for a limited time for you to buy from us and sell to your friends who don't fucking want them at a party that they don't want to go to. So be sure to get that money into me as soon as possible because I have bills to pay and kids to feed. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly fully fleshed out and colored tattoo podcast that is now faded due to an earthquake. I'm your host, Ted Burton. With me today, as always, is my friend Tim, who's laughing at a joke that only he and I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how's well, it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm good. The I'm longest good. consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. Here's What I Don't Get. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Welcome back. Tim, how has your week been? Uh, busy. Yeah. Yeah. Been working a lot. Not me. All I do is bullshit. <laughs> I just fucking sit around and drink and do bullshit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. That's what I hear. That is what yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It's 100% factual. Um, yeah, I had a had a, about a week-long gig uh, again. Yep. Those are great when you get them. They are, because uh, the way hand work usually goes uh you know it's hard to get overtime yeah the only way you're getting overtime is if you're on show call yeah and if it's if it's a short show that doesn't happen doesn't happen Mm -hmm. if it's like if it's just a weekend show yeah not happening uh uh, you know if you get if you if you'd like you're lucky if you get a broadway you know broadways operas ballets those are where you get sit downs and you and you get like yeah, that's where you're where you're getting overtime. Yeah, yeah. And even then, it's not even everybody on the show calls getting overtime. No, it's just no. like a few key positions that yeah. are actually there for all that time. And, you know, it was uh this this one was a little bit more my purview. Mm-hmm. Uh something I'm trained in. I spent tens of thousands of dollars to be trained in. Uh it was that's nice. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, yeah, that was a that was a lot of my week because it was. I mean, you know, I I don't understand how people can work. You know, you get up at six thirty or what seven, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. You work all day. You get home at seven or eight. I mean, you're, ti- you're too tired to do anything. Of course. And so it's, you know, it's find some food, hopefully take care of a chore or two, and fuck off back to bed and do that four more times. Until Saturday when you can sleep in. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you don't have to mow the lawn or take the kids to, you know, whatever stupid thing they uh-huh. have going on. Yeah. yeah. I see, I've seen a lot of, you know, gosh, after the pandemic... Uh, and you know, now we've had, you got inflation, uh, there's, there's a lot more, a lot of sentiment in anti-work. Yes. Um, and I do not believe in anti-work. 
I don't either. There's a, there's a, I, I think there, there's, you know, there is compromises you can make. Well, so I, I but, read, but I, that, those, those anti-work people are like, I deserve to be able to work 10 hours a week and earn a minimum of $25 an hour. Mm-hmm. But also everything that I need is already paid for. So I can use that money to buy things that Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All my food and yeah. Those are the same pe- same type of people that tell you that Star Trek is a communist society. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's a post scarcity society. They don't have to work because they get their food comes from nowhere. Mm-hmm. They have unlimited free energy. Yeah. Their clothes come from nowhere. Their houses come from nowhere. It's why people in the Star Trek world are like, fuck this shit. We're going to go start a colony on an unlivable planet. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not taking any fucking technology with us because this life of hedonism and doing fuck all is just miserable. It's why people go and listen Starfleet like, yeah, we yeah. get to explore strange new worlds and fuck cool alien women. Sign, Sign me, me the up. fuck up. <laughs> Uh, people won't look at you weird for step stepping the, over the backs of chairs. I love, I love it. Uh, yeah, I don't get the the anti work sentiment because the anti work sentiment is uh, it's predicated on the idea that like somehow your time has value, uh-huh. but but also your time clearly has no value. Yeah. Otherwise, you would, would have a well a good paying job. <laughs> yeah, and and it's never. <sighs> I would get it if it came from people who had like horrible disabilities, but then yeah. you, you get the people with horrible disabilities, like still go do work mm-hmm. and, and like make their lives happen. And you just see this fat bitch with blue hair. Who's like, <laughs> I like to, I'm a moderator on Reddit and I believe I should be making $60,000 a year for yeah. that. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Uh, good stuff. I just realized I forgot to fill one slot for tomorrow that I need to get done. I guess I could go do it if I really had to, but I don't want to. Uh, well, my week I got, I did a second weekend of shows back at my college. Mm-hmm. That was great. Nailed it again. Um, got, had some very kind words from the director and my old mentor and, uh, enjoyed myself pretty, pretty thoroughly. I had some interesting accommodations, which I'll be getting to okay. in my coming issue. But it was um, it was all all around like a pretty enjoyable experience. And uh, you know, I for a long time I think I would think you know I graduated from college, for instance. I was like, I'm never fuck come back here. Fuck these people. You know, I hate I hate all of you. Um, when I got laid off unceremoniously and unceremoniously told that I was well uh subtly told that I was not going to be brought back <laughs> I was like well fuck these people I'm never fucking working here um I've really I've really realized I should just stop saying that to myself because uh life finds a way life finds a way <laughs> and I'm like just in, I'm just in the right area of being a whore where uh, on the one hand, I wouldn't just go back like if it was just like, oh, hey, can you come work a I show? Do your old, your do same your old, old job for the same, for the same pay. Yeah. Like, no, no, fuck you. But when there's a chance to like walk in there and drop my nuts on somebody, oh, yeah. Yeah, totally worth it. Oh, so yeah. I'd be open to going back to college again because I, I figured it out. I think if I do like six shows, seven, including this one that I just did, mm-hmm. I will have gotten all my money back. So, uh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
So, you know, that's like, uh, I, wonder that's if I, pretty... I wonder if I could do that. I wonder if they like would just hire me for every big show for the next three years and yeah. I could just, you know, ah, ah, now, now I have you, you sucked me dry. And now <laughs> I suck you dry. Like a 69, but I got all the pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. It felt really good to like be doing theater doing, again yeah. and not just like checking people in and arguing with people about whether or not I actually do my job. Um, no, same. Like it felt good. Like, you know, it felt good to actually be, you know, operating camera and not like setting up everything for it and then leaving and then, leaving. And then coming back and taking all this stuff away. But like, how did the show go? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then this week, so I came back to town and <laughs> It was funny. This is several months ago. I was standing. I just happened to walk in on a conversation happening between the production manager for the ballet and the head electrician for the ballet. And the production manager for the ballet was like, yeah, we really need to find someone who's who can do light and design, but they also need to be able to be flexible in what they're doing to work out of a rep plot and transfer it between three rep plots and kind of try and make the same thing happen every time. So if you know anybody who could do the who's, who's good at those kind of like last minute short notice limited resource things um let us know and we'll try and find someone i was like i i know i i know a guy i can do that he's like are you are you serious i'm like i my degree is in lighting design <laughs> lighting and sound design for theater i i can absolutely do that and i've done the thing where i have some little small plot and i have to go take it into another space that's complete not even fucking close, to the same <laughs> not even thing. close. one's a square yeah the other one <laughs> Oh, I did. I did a show in college where I went from a black box theater okay. to a uh, orchestra concert hall, which has no lighting positions overhead. Whoa! Yeah, so they're basically completely the, the, the opposite. Op the, uh, the exact. And opposite. I had to transfer the show between these two spaces huh. and try and make the Imagine. show work. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I did a fairly good job. Also, I did that whole transfer by myself. Mm. I took everything I needed out of the first theater, packed it up in a shopping cart, pushed it across the street. We did a show on like a Friday night or yeah. a Thursday night. And then Friday morning, we had a, we had two shows in the other space, loaded all my stuff in, set it up, recued my show, went home, slept for an hour and a half, took a shower, came back and did two shows, loaded it out also by myself and then went home and just fucking passed out. So I'm good at this like yeah, rep yeah. plot making stuff happen deal. And he was like, well, if you'll do it, then that'll, that saves me a lot of time of having to find everybody. <laughs> it was like, if I had just, just happened to walk into this conversation. Wow. So now I'm doing this show uh, this week. And again, I'm just like, I'm in this little space. It's a show for kids. It's a 35 minute ballet. Like it's really not that big yeah, of a deal, yeah, yeah. but it's so nice to actually like work and cue and look and see yep. and have people like giving you notes and taking notes and, and knowing that everybody's kind of on, on the same page. Like I don't get to do that anymore. Yep. And the more I, the, the more days I'm doing that, I'm just thinking like, God, I wish I could just quit this fucking job. But if I quit this job, then nobody gets to do what I yeah. want to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Well, you ready to get into some issues, Tim? I am. What's your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Throwing out the script. Yeah. And uh, So you're telling me you're not going to go off of this yeah, thing we I'm set up for this. Uh, I know you spent a long time I working did. on this week's script. I wrote the whole episode. You know, <laughs> just like every week. Yeah. Yeah. 
no. Uh, so this gig I was working on last week was a uh, like a seminar thing, right? A mm-hmm. uh, bunch of people come and they listen to people talk about how they can be better. <laughs> that was you half- suck, and here's why. Yeah, that's half of it, and then the other half is uh, I talked about this the last time this happened, but it's a weird. Uh, it's it's the weird like, I, it's a part award show and then also part like, I don't know how else to describe it other than E three, but for a different con- mm-hmm. consumer, um, because the reactions are exactly the same, uh, but, uh, we actually got to rehearse this year, uh, I mean the camera guys got to like, practice the day before and not completely wing it all which was uh so far you know that that was like the like the last time i did this that was the name of the game was where everything's being wung wung i just invented a new yeah. phrase the past tense of winged yeah the past tense of winged um which but i got past I get, tense of wing yes yeah. uh i got told this time like we're doing rehearsal right and the next day in the morning, someone tells me they literally threw out the script. Amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been on a film set and film sets can be very tiring for the opposite reason. Because you have so much script. Not even because you have so much script, but it's because you're focusing on um, the small you're you're like you're mic you're micro focusing uh on you know one bit you know it can take you a whole day to film um what will end up being five minutes of footage in a movie if even less right and it's just you know take after take of the same thing you know there's a lot of downtime if you're not you know directly in the action or you're just repeating a lot of the stuff but then, then you have like you know stuff like TV, where TV is new every day, right? Yeah. Like TV news, TV news. You know, the the stories are new every day. That small turnarounds on you know breaking news, that kind of stuff. But like you know where the table and the anchors are, you know you know how to hit your shots. You know where the weatherman is going to be. You know that move, right? Yeah. You know you have to press this button to take to you know feed two where the guy you know outside um at a you know crime story but this is like this was literally like okay here's a camera uh you might get instructions on what's about to happen five seconds before it does So like so you know there's there's a big old stage stand by to shoot the rodeo and go you're you're it really is shooting the rodeo, um, and it's you know it was two and a half days, so I think first day was like eight to six or so yeah or eight thirty to six or so, second day was eight thirty to about nine thirty, second day was like a half it was a half day so it was like eight thirty to twelve thirty or one thirty maybe. Um, but the, the entire time, like the script had been thrown out. So it was just like, good luck. (laughs) 
you know, I had, you know, I had, you know, I had a headset. So the director's in the back and he's got, you know, a multi-camera view. Yeah, seeing everything. Every, he's, he's seeing everything and he's, you know, he's he's saying, you know, ready camera one and take. And, you know, so, so if I'm camera one, I know I can't move mm-hmm. or I have to track my subject or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but man, and I, I say we had rehearsal. We rehearsed, I think. I'm glad we had that rehearsal because it was maybe some of the most uh, not scripted part of the event. Mm-hmm. It was like three miniature game shows. They did a a play on uh, what the the match game. They did a play on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and they did a play on Deal or No Deal. Um, and the hostess was not like was someone from the company like it usually is it was a guest host uh like miss america oh um lovely yeah and so i'm glad we got we got to rehearse that but other than that it was literally like okay you're looking for a lady and hopefully you know you you have matched their names to their faces by now and by the way we didn't like you don't know any of this information beforehand so it's like okay you're looking at a, you're looking at a lady coming out and she's coming out and you don't know where they're going to walk. You like there's like there's no marks, there's almost no marks or beats or anything. It's just like ho- hopefully keep them in focus and move around with them. Yeah. If they move, you don't know who's going to move and who's not going to move. Sometimes people were 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 coming on stage left instead. Like people were entering stage left uh while everyone else had been entering stage right and it's it was just the most like whiplash of like oh you think she was gonna go on this side you think she was gonna come out on this side I got spin around all the way to the other the other side in like point five seconds before the jib full pulls out too far or something it was oh man it was uh, there's a reason there's scripts for things everything I mean uh, there's not any TV show you can watch that didn't have a script for it. Of some kind. Of some kind. Yeah. Uh, fishing shows. Yeah. There's a script for a fishing show. Big Brother. You know, right? even, even the reality TV. The quote unquote reality TV show. Scripted or they have an outline of what the story is that they want to tell yeah. and they go find those moments yeah. to make it happen. If you're shoot, if you're on camera guy on Big Brother, you know that everyone's hanging out in the in the, in the living room right now. Mm-hmm. So you can, you don't, you don't have to leave the living room and follow someone, follow someone. You know that if they're playing some fucking game outside, like an hour beforehand, everyone's already out there and they're waiting for an hour as everything's getting set up and you know, like where people are going to go and stuff. But this was, I mean, luckily it was confined to a stage, but even then it's, you got people that are walkers that, you know, walk across the whole stage. You got people walking forwards and backwards. Yeah. Uh, getting you out of focus. You had people. That was the best part was when someone would, would come in and they would, the speaker would come in, they would go to the podium and be like, well, uh, I like using my paper notes, so I'm going to stay at this podium. Stay at this podium and not move. Yeah. Oh, oh, sweet relief where I can just fucking lock the camera down and sit back in my actually not sit back in my chair because your chair didn't have a back. I did have a back, but uh, so the one of the major problems we had last year was that we had a two camera setup in the back where we had camera A and B right next to each other on. Uh, Two, pl- two different platforms that were connected. Yeah. So me and the other guy are on these uh, 
sort of stool chair. They're high, they're high, high chairs. I don't know how, how you call the call them. They're, they're stools. They're stools. Yeah, stools with backs. Um, but if he's if he's doing a close up, I can't move my I can't move my body at all, because otherwise his camera's gonna shake, and vice versa. So it's like I'm not on. He's not on. Okay, third camera's on. Finally, I can fucking move position. You know. Uh, I had that same. I I was I was on two platforms by myself. Mm-hmm. One platform for me. One platform for the camera. Separated. No. Ah. Uh, why did they not separate? I don't them? know. Fuck's sake. Yeah. They should know this by now. I know, right? Was it, were they were they it was, it was house platforming house platforming yeah yeah so it should have just been built as separated platforms yeah. it's fucking stupid use the uh, Z bars or whatever yeah well you can build them as yeah yeah it's like an too much work it's, industry, it's like it's an industry standard to build two four by eight platforms separate with the tripods on one and the people on the other yeah. and that way your motion doesn't shake the tripods and especially if you have two cameras on one fucking yeah. stupid people. <laughs> Yeah, luckily the director this time we I, we had a different director and he was not nearly and and you know everything was being winged last time mm-hmm. but the director was a a bit of an asshole about it, um, and and this guy was you know was he was a lot nicer I would say. Well, that's that's fifty percent of it. Yeah, it is because he's he's I've got his voice in my ear. For nine to Hour. fifteen hours a day. Yeah. So it'd be nice if you could not be an asshole during that entire time. When I did a Krista Chen was PBS special, um, I was the lighting programmer for, you know, so we're programming lighting and it has to be it's lighting. It's not so sound, right? Sound. There was a live audio engineer and then there was a for recording audio engineer but lighting had to do both Both, because you can't like magically make two separate lighting things appear so um i had two designers one for stage and one for tv telling me what to do and i was just programming and um i it was it was an interesting process because for starters i had never programmed anything before at all uh, so I was just learning how to program while I was creating a nationally televised special. Holy shit. Do you Talk not about know, the fucking you not know that? No. Yeah. I, had the, I, I vaguely knew because I had run shows on that board, but it was just go, 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 go. Didn't, yeah. I, I, so I knew how to, I knew that you could turn channels on and I knew there were effects. I knew like had an idea vaguely of Whoa. how this console worked, yeah. but I didn't really like know, no. Uh-huh. So that's kind of what I felt like during, uh, during this show yeah. because they were using, they weren't using the same cameras they were lo- using last year. Oh, of course. And not. so, and you know, uh, I, I luckily got that rehearsal time to like figure out some of the controls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm programming that show and it was it was cool because they like they were open to my ideas when I would give them suggestions. Nice. So some of my stuff got in there. Like I they would just tell me colors and I got to actually kind of pick what the color was. They would be like, Yeah, we want something cool, and I would make a cool look and they would go, yeah. yes or no. Um but so during that, we had these compacts that were not the house compacts, they okay. were they were brought by the TV company. Yeah. And all the theater people were on B, because there's two channels, yeah, A yeah. and B, and all the TV people were on A. Yeah. And 
you know, the theater people was like me and the sound guy and people backstage and, you know, the, the hands moving things mm-hmm. on and off. And the TV people were like cameras and, and their audio engineer yeah. and the and the director guy. I have a feeling how this is going to go. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, we I've been on headset for dozens of shows. Yeah. You know, there's always kind of there's like banter. Everybody has a good time. And yeah. so I turned on. I was just curious, like, what yeah. is what does a call sound like for TV? And so yeah. I rolled their volume channel up because uh-huh. um, I, I my cues are being called by a person who was literally sitting right over my shoulder. So I didn't really need the headset to hear. Him. Yeah, I was yeah. more so I could hear everything else going yeah. on. I roll up the, the audio feed from the people in the uh-huh. camera thing. And it was like they were they were in the middle of an invasion. <laughs> <laughs> like camera two, get tighter, 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 tighter. It's camera switch to three, switch to three, three. Get in the wide shot. Two, you need to get on this. And I'm just like, yeah. holy shit, that is way too much fucking, way too hyped up for what I'm trying to do. And yeah. I rolled that channel back down, and I did not touch her for the rest uh, of that run. But yep. yeah, that was um, those people were intense. <laughs> I thought, I thought, what we were getting into because during that show, the the TV lighting designer and the theater lighting designer, um. They did not get along yeah. during the show, and uh-huh. then after the show, they became the best of friends. Yeah, of course. Um, but they, one of them would tell me to do something. He'd be like, "All right, we're going to take all this side light. We're going to turn it amber." And the other guy would be like, "No, you can't do that because it." And then they would get into an argument while I'm just sitting there at the console, like, you know, and I'm not going to touch anything. Until yeah, you yeah. guys figure this out amongst yourselves, like a kid with the uh, parents. Yeah, yeah, it's like, please stop fighting. <laughs> it was, it was, um, it was an experience. It was, now you brought a banter. Oh man! Uh, during the the late night we had during the oh, the awards part of the program, which uh, was probably the most hectic because it was that was I remember at one point they're like, and now we're going we're going to award um, uh, our best sellers right and i saw more than half of the people in the audience stand up and like walk to the side of the room to get in line to get on stage mm-hmm. i'm talking like 80 90 100 people and i just there's like a surge of people walking over and i go it's like fuck um the whole time that was going on maybe the most hectic for for camera I had two assholes in my ear bantering about nothing related to oh. work at all. See, that's so in, in typically in theater, uh-huh. in pre show, it, it'll be, you know, people be talking whatever. about movies, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, then you'll get the places call yeah. five minutes before the start of the show. And at places call, all the chattering goes away. Now, every so often, someone will key on, usually not. Usually when you start to get towards the end of the run, someone will key on and like make a comment about something mm-hmm. uh, or a joke or whatever. Yeah. Um, but in in general, when show is happening, you shut the fuck up. Unless there's like an emergency. Well, th- that's show related, though. That's not yeah, just sure, idle sure, bantering. Sure. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, we're going to need to hold the show because this person's like dress just exploded. And yeah, yeah. she's really <laughs> tried to cover herself up, but... Um, I know. Already, they, I know. I've, I've already seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, like I wouldn't mind if you know, because even you know the camera guys, we were bantering too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, like oh boy, like 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 uh, those uh, that's a huge, that's a huge bitch. bitch. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, or like when uh, 
anyways, uh, so part of that, the part of that sucked was they had new, they had new headsets, which were the headset part and the microphone part. Very good. Uh, like they were great at sound blocking, which was great because the fucking music in that place was loud. They pump it. It, I mean, if I'm, if I'm doing a close up, it's the, the, the close up is shaking. Oh yeah! During during the DJ, Snoop Dogg's was like that. Yeah, uh, where they had a camera all the way out at front of house, and it was just they. It was just fucking. Yeah, he told me. It looked like Michael J. Fox was yeah, fucking yeah, filming yeah. this he thing. Yeah, yeah, he told me about uh, it. On, handheld. Not, yes, he told me about it. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> um. Uh, and so it doesn't, but it didn't have like an. Like we were tied into the cameras. We weren't like on wireless packs. The jib guy was on a wireless pack because he needs to be. Yeah. Um, but the, the other camera guys. Uh, we didn't have like any, any sort of inline control. We had to go up to the camera and hit the switch on, say something, and hit it off. Which means you can't do that during a move, during a move, or during a shot. Yeah. If you're holding a close up, you can't like it'll shake the camera. Anyways, uh, so yeah, these guys were just. I mean, they're talking about fucking cryptocurrency. They're fucking talking about <laughs> Justin Bieber at one point and, oh, and Jesus. pop artists and, and. Is this the steward? No, these were these were show guys. Oh, these are show these guys. are show guys, and I I was having to do all these fucking crazy camera moves, so I couldn't like take five seconds to go, hey, uh, can we uh, fucking shut up on comms? <laughs> yeah, you gotta do that like a weird accent that those people know. Yeah, too. yeah. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, can we uh, shut the fuck up on the comms, please? Like, yeah. who is that? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Fuck that guy, but he's kind of making a point. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway. Now that's that's a good issue, Tim. We Thank should you. not throw the script out. They yeah. should they should have one. They should have a. It's like shows showing up without a plan. You need a plan. Yeah. Um. We I had that today. This event that I worked today. It's like if you just wrote down everything you needed us to do, and you had four printouts just side by side, and you gave them to all of us, we'd knock this shit out in like two and a half hours. Yeah. But we we were like constantly having to go back for directions. It's like, I hate oh, that. They give you one thing to do at a time. Yeah, and then halfway through one thing, it's like, oh, wait, no, we need to do this other thing that I forgot about, yeah. and then we do that for a little bit, and it's like, oh, no, we need to get back to this thing. God damn it. Like, why didn't we do that first thing first? That second thing first or whatever. Uh, anyway, well, here's what I don't get. Phobias. Mm-hmm. Man, people have a lot of weird phobias. Yeah. And I've got phobias. Sure. sure. Here's a funny story. Yeah. Uh, so the show that you were doing, yeah. I was there for the very, very beginning of Load-In. Just to make sure yeah, that everything yeah, yeah. was going well. Yes. And while we while I was there, uh, someone came by. I was sitting at a little table. I was working on paperwork for a new hire. Someone comes by and they patted me on the back. Now Tim knows this about me. Uh-huh. I don't like to be touched. No. And I've kind of like just accepted that it's going to happen, and I try and push through most yeah. most of the time. And I really don't have as many problems as I used to with yeah. being touched. But really, on a perfect day. I wouldn't be touched ever. Yeah. Like today, nobody touched me. It was great. Yeah. Um, so I left that call. Okay. And I came back home and I was doing other work and I got to a stopping point with the work I was doing and I was fucking dog ass tired because I worked 27 hours a day. So I decided to lay down and take a nap. And when I lay down and take a, took the nap, I had a horrible nightmare that every fucking employee on the planet was trying to touch me constantly on all my oh, calls. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like fucking cold sweat, tearing up the God. bed, night terror, nightmare. Jesus. Because one guy patted me on the back 
in a what was supposed to be a friendly gesture. Yeah, and I was yeah, just yeah. like, are you is this fucking for real? <laughs> like how and it's it's such a it's such a unreasonable fear, too. It's not like a reasonable fear, like it's, getting mm, killed by clowns. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't you, have that one, but my brother does. My brother does not like clowns. Yeah, people have these phobias. Oh, I'm I'm afraid of spiders. Like I, I there's there's a reasonable fear to spiders, right? Like yeah. if I get bitten by the spider and it's poisonous, I could get I could get one of those like terrible things that develop when like the the necrotizing fresh-itis. Yeah, where the yeah. where the brown recluse bites you and you get that big rotten hole in your body or you could die. You yeah. know, that's the thing. But really, most spiders are not uh venomous. Nope. And most spiders will also not try and bite you because you are a fucking giant to them. <laughs> More than a giant, yeah. Yeah, you're like the size of uh if if spider to human ratio was compared to in like say a digital currency, yeah. it would be the value of Jack Dorsey's first tweet as an NFT when it first sold and the value that it is now. Yeah. Uh that's the that's the relationship between spiders and humans. So with that there's like a kernel of of normal yeah, yeah, yeah and then but people exploded in their mind to these unreasonable things sure. people have you know i have a, i have fear of heights and i have work in a job where i have to go up go, to heights yeah, quite yeah, a bit yeah. so i've just been able to always push through that i just kind of push through it and every so often it'll like swell I, up but not enough that i have fucking nightmares yeah that was the really truly scary part was that mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get uncomfortable when people touch me the way that you might feel if you had to like put your hands into gross worms or something yeah. like fear factor, yeah. right? Fear factor. They'd be like, can you get in this box full of like worms and cockroaches? I'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, <laughs> like fucking Tyrone Big and Bigums. It's just yeah. like, evidently fear is not a factor for you. <laughs> Uh, but they were like, mm, "All right, do your penis." Now all the now all the contestants are gonna touch each other's face and be like, "I'm out, I'm out, <laughs> not happening." Yep. You stay the fuck away from me, Joe Rogan. You fucking piece of shit. You little manlet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I I don't understand. I I curious because there's the whole debate on nature versus nurture and about mm. personality and lots of different things and where do phobias come from. Do phobias come from our parents? You I don't know, think is so. it a thing where your parent because some people are some people inherit fears, right? Like your mom's afraid of spiders, so then you're afraid of spiders, and the next one's afraid of spiders. I don't know that that's sometimes you have a tra- traumatizing incident. I think that's what it is. Yeah. To me, what traumatizing incident did I have where someone touched me inappropriately? I don't know. Uh, you, you, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like we're all learning something about ourselves here. <laughs> uh, I think that's what it is. Like, like, you, like, when, like when you say, like, you can inherit your mother's fear of spiders, I don't think you're inheriting the fear of spiders. I think what happens is, like, you're a kid and... You inherit her hysteria because women are crazy? Yeah, like, you see, you see her react to a spider mm-hmm. and that scares you. And yeah. you're like, oh, spiders are scary. It's scaring my mom this much. I and have to be scared of this. Be thing. scared of it. Yeah. That's uh, I. So I bought this great uh, illustrated. It's a graphic novelization of of uh, George Orwell's 1984. Because mm-hmm. uh, this copy that I keep on the desk is not, oh no, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> it's not enough to satiate my need for. There it is. Yeah. Uh, quoting this great book about the hellscape we currently live in and also had a really interesting art style. Yeah. So I, I reread it cause you know, you buy a book, you're going to read it. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
I was rereading it. Winston is afraid of rats, and the way they finally break him, they get him to turn in Julia, is by they put him in this cage where there's a rat on the other side, and the door will open, and he has to tell them something, for, or the the rat will eat through his head. And he says, "Do it to to Julia, not to me." And that's like the final betrayal, and he's finally broken, and that's why before he's killed, he loves Big Brother. He's mm-hmm. there are there are. Two plus two equals five. There are five lights. Um, and like that's a phobia. And he talks about these nightmares he has. And then and I th- I don't know if I had started reading that book when I had the nightmare about being touched, but it was it was pretty intense. And ah, it's just it's just bizarre. People have like people are afraid of the number 13. People are afraid of. I think that's more of a superstition. No, triskaidekaphobia is a true phobia that people have. Yeah, people have fear of the number thirteen. There are people like so. I was at Quick Trip the other day. I don't remember what I bought, like a water bottle, a pack of gum, or something. Whatever I got ended added up to six dollars and sixty six cents. And the person beside me was like, "Oh, you you shouldn't pay that." (laughs) (laughs) Like. Well, you want me to get like another pack of gum? Yeah. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't have this absurdly reasonable price. I'm going to purchase something else. Let me, let me get this uh, candy bar. What does that put me at? Uh, it's going to be $14.88. Oh, shit. We're going to have to buy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to buy some more stuff here. Yeah. That's when you turn to her and go, uh, hail Satan, bitch. Yeah, it's just silly. People, yeah. people, you have any phobias, Tim? What are your yeah. phobias? Water. Yeah, large bodies of water. Yeah, can't do it. <laughs> no, no. I have one of my recurring nightmares. I haven't had it in a long, long time. But is is being in a seat belt, seat belted in a car mm-hmm. that goes goes off a cliff into a large body of water. Yeah, I used to have it a lot. Haven't had it in a long time. One time there was vampires involved. I had a dream about vampires yeah. in a car. Yeah, um, it was the first time I ever had a lucid dream. Uh, yeah, huh. a, there are vampires. I still have not had a lucid dream. Um, yeah, large bodies of water. The heights thing. So, see, there's a. I feel like there's a natural. Um, that's a that's a mammalian brain. That's a mammal, instinct. That's a yeah. That that's to, what that is. And and so I think I don't necessarily have a fear of heights. I just still have that mammalian yeah instinct because I don't have a problem with going up high, but I will get vertigo. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, I have like I will feel I feel physically ill at heights, and my body doesn't respond in the way it's normally supposed to at heights. No, say so that's yeah, yeah, vertigo. That's vertigo, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like like when like uh, we were on a call one time at um, at at one of the arenas here, and we were changing the flags, the like sports teams flags, yeah. way up there. I was like, I was like white knuckling the railing, like going to each next flag and like having to like, cause we had to like, you know, go around the railing and like unclip them. And, yeah. and I was, I was, I wasn't shaking, but I was, I was like not looking down, you know, like mm-hmm. I was doing everything, looking straight up and, and forward. Out. Yeah. Up and out. Uh, the BOK center, the upper bowl mm-hmm. area. Um, I feel that way up there. Oh, really? When the building first opened, we would have to drape off the seats up there yeah. when they, you know, if it's behind the stage, they don't want it to be seen to be, look empty. Yeah. And now they have this this curtain that like goes up into the ceiling and when mm-hmm. the, the upper bowl is closed, they lower it in and boom, it's they're not there. But we used to have to go drag these big pieces of and 
and use pony clips to clip them off to seats until the whole area was black. And anytime I was put on that crew, I was like, I would do everything one handed because one hand would be locked on a handrail and and the other hand would be yeah. doing the stuff. And people would be like, what are you doing? I, I'm really not comfortable up here. I'm afraid that I'm going to make one wrong move. I'm going to roll down these stairs, yeah. fall off fall the balcony, the balcony and die. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe you should come up here. Like, I don't want to fucking come up here. <laughs> yeah. I still don't like going up there. I avoid doing it. And now that's that's the other great part about being a boss. When there's something that has to be done up there, oh, it's like, you tell someone yeah, else to do uh, it. Tim, you're going to have to run up there. And yeah, I got vertigo. Fucking suck it up, <laughs> bitch. Everyone's going to slap you on the back on the way down. Have a good time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a bunch of clowns are coming out yeah. here and throwing, you know, a bunch of. Yeah. I knew a person who was afraid, I shit you not, of balloons. Huh. Huh. Afraid of them. Yeah. Like they were like they were dangerous. Yes, yes. I understand. I understand. Um, those are those irrational folks. That's one of those that's one of those well, irrational. That, that was caused by like childhood trauma. I bet. So, yeah. you know, you've got vertigo, that's your mammalian brain instinct, yeah. but then you have like I have a terrible fear of of crickets from being having this terrible experience as a child of being covered in crickets or locusts or whatever. Um it's I remember going to the movies with my I brother. don't have a fear of crickets, yeah, but my mom does, yeah. yeah. I was. I remember going to the movies with my brother, and uh, the we they played the the trailer for the it part one when it was brand, when it was coming out, and he does not like clowns. <laughs> that was funny because he was basically stuck there. He's in a you know he just had to close his eyes. Uh, that was funny, and I you know as a look as a sibling, mm-hmm. I might have. You know, occasionally put on scary clown videos in order to torture <laughs> and, and then left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, have you ever, you know, do you have people that have a terrible fear of Pat Sajak? And if you hold a picture of Pat Sajak above your head, you can ward them off. <laughs> uh, I, the only other, so I, the, the only one I can think of that I have other than, you know, large bodies of water is, um, is uh, trypophobia the fear of holes in your hands? So, so that's so I have I have been shown you know trypophobia photos before, and it's not like you know they show the like the the lotus was it lotus seed I think mm-hmm, lotus plant, pods lotus pods the plants right and it's not like the plants themselves and it's not the holes themselves it's very much a body horror thing for mm-hmm. me. Is the the fo- ones where those are photoshopped onto a hand to make it look like there's holes in the hand? That is what gets that is what gets me. Yeah, uh, you have like agoraphobics. My grandmother was agoraphobic, mm. uh, so she was, you know, basically homebound for yeah. most of the time that I was alive. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know what you know. Where does that come in? People just develop that. And uh, I've been watching. I started rewatching Better Call Saul, or, mm-hmm. or basically, I only watched the first two seasons. So I start just restarted at the top of season one, so I yeah. can watch the whole series. And uh, Saul's brother Chuck has like this. Oh yeah. Did he? He thinks he's allergic to electricity. Yes. Or electromagnetism or something. Or something yeah. And what that really has to be is like a phobia of technology, which I'm sure yeah. there's a word for that's like stupidly long and he's like covering stuff in tin foil and and space blankets space yeah blankets, yeah. yeah 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 it's um you know the people are homophobics they're afraid yeah. of the homos yeah um yeah, i 
I, I, I don't, I'm curious where that comes from. Here's a good one. Genophobia. You know what that is? G-E-N-O-phobia? G-E-N-U-phobia. Genophobia. Yeah, like genuphobia. Uh, is it a fear of the song Pony by Genuine? No, it's a fear of knees. Huh. How do you develop a fear of knees? You have knees. <laughs> <laughs> like every day you wake up and get a shot, you're just like, ah! 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 <laughs> 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 fucking walking around with like stick legs, like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer has the tight skinny jeans, <laughs> tight jeans and he can't yeah. sit down. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a really good one. Hippo, Hippopotamonstroesquidadillophobia, which is the fear of long words, which is just, which is just rude. That's, <laughs> that guy's like, that guy knew someone mm-hmm. uh, who had it. Who was like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Uh, decidophobia. I think we all have that these days. Mm-hmm. The fear of making decisions. Yeah. It's a, I don't I don't know. Maybe I should do more reading in it, but I wish I wish there was a way to get over it because that was the thing about the nightmare that I had was I I realized that I have this weird tick of not liking to be touched, and I realized yeah. that it puts me somewhat at odds with the world. And I've like I feel like in the last seven years I've pushed through it to an Somewhere. extent, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, where there are, there are like people that I will regularly give hugs to that are not members of my family, yeah. um, or that I'm not dating. Uh, but then you have like some weird innocuous thing happen. That's just like, Oh no, it's still a hundred percent. It's great. Great to know. Yeah. And, uh, that's what I don't understand is why I can't. I'm sure I'm sure someone would tell you, oh, you just go to a therapist and talk to a therapist mm-hmm. for, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to someone to steal my money and tell me like, oh, it's perfectly rational for you not to want to be touched by other people. Yeah. Or he, there's some deep seated trauma that you need to get over. Why don't we go through hypnotism and convince mm-hmm. you you want to get your dick cut off? Like, I just don't believe in the whole therapist thing uh, for a multitude of reasons, mostly because pedophobia, fear of children. What is a pedophilophobia? You know what that is? What? Uh, you know, if you're a pedophilophobic, mm-hmm. you're, you're just a normal person. There's yeah. That's not a, yeah. a dangerous thing. Like, I remember when we were talking, we had a conversation about, like, willing things mm-hmm. into existence. And I, I, I remember one time willing in, I think I, I told you this, but I, I, willed, I willed rain once. I was at camp, mm-hmm. and it was the last day. And we was we were supposed to go canoeing. Yeah. And of course I did not want to go. <laughs> you know, fear of you know, large bodies of water. Um and I willed rain into existence and oh well can't can't, well, can't go, can't canoeing, go today. canoeing today. Oh so, no. That's the other thing about the phobias is you that have to sit in the rec center and play Madden. The world we live in today they would, you know, you would walk into school, into camp, and you'd be like, I have, I'm, I'm afraid of, uh, yeah, I have, I have aquaphobia or whatever, aquaphobia, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. And they'd be like, okay, well, Tim's not going to canoeing. And it's yep. like, oh, and, and Tab has a fear of heights, so he's not going rappelling. Yep. And uh, he doesn't have to take place, take part in the group activities because he might be touched. Uh, uh, trucking and tucking has equinophobia, so he's not going to go horseback Horse riding. riding, which was awesome. I remember that. I remember actually doing that. It was fun. Uh, yeah. So you go through all of that and they would, they would just like, so divide up until basically no one could do anything. Mm -hmm. 
I, I do think that there's there's some value in pushing ki- kids mm-hmm. and really adults too, pushing them to confront their phobias because um, if you can get it under control, like you can be a better functioning person. Yes, if you're not crip. But if you, I think if you feed a phobia, um, like my my fear of heights and vertigo, if I feed it, then I will never be able mm-hmm. to do my job. Yeah. Whereas if I just keep pushing through it and pushing through it and pushing through it, my hope is that someday I climb a ladder to 40 feet and I just don't feel anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen. There are some, some ladders are better than others, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, and really my fear of heights is fear of heights of man-made structures. Mm. Uh, because I assume people do their jobs poorly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, versus, versus like I've gone, you know, to the side of a mountain or a cliff and looked over the side, like yeah. stood right on the edge and looked right over the edge. But you also, even on like roller coasters and stuff. A roller coasters are different because you're in motion. It, mm-hmm. It's the like confrontation of the height where it's right there. Like, like uh, the side of a building. Huh. Like going up on, on oh, top, sure, sure. top of a building and standing and on the edge down. of the building. Oh, yeah. That's where the thought of if a gust of like the wind today. Like, like I could not be Spider Man. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> a, a gust of wind. The, we had a really windy day today. If a gust of wind hit me just right, it could just blow me right off this fucking yeah, roof and yeah. I'd be dead. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's my issue phobias. And that brings us to the Miller episode, which means time for. This episode is brought to you in part by. The Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Sorry, I was texting my sister. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, our first news story comes to us from none other than super fan of the show, Fred the Truck. Uh, he he uh, suggested this um, this news story. Apparently, members of the special forces, uh, our special forces, mm-hmm. um, have been warned to stop drinking quote unsafe breast milk sold online. Uh, apparently, they've been drinking human milk bought on eBay to keep them fit, get big muscles, and avoid injury after. Um, after can after one recruit contracted hepatitis from this uh this breast milk yeah uh he had been taking the milk for several months before he got it holy shit um you know obviously fitness is a big deal in the special forces uh they use a lot of legal and safe supplements to help them build muscles stay fit and avoid injury but every so often a new craze comes around people get carried away um there is a picture here uh, of a freezer or fridge full of pouches of breast milk. Uh, apparently, it's also hugely popular with bodybuilders. Yeah, I've heard that because it's like high in protein. and They believe it can help promote muscle growth. But of course, uh, it can also contain bacteria, uh, drugs, HIV, um, and can also be easily diluted with other liquids. Yeah. Uh, like come yeah uh, it's a it's still a bodily fluid like yeah you can go and buy milk at the store but can you not homogenize it like we do with cow milk i i guess you could yeah imagine that imagine that titty milk brooking women sell their titty milk they send it to a factory they take all the titty milk mm-hmm. they homogenize it 
Then they mail it to you, the bodybuilding consumer. You drink it. You know that it's clean. It's got a lot of different women's business in it, so it's like even more healthy. Uh And then, you know, you grow up big and strong. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm thinking of is the Chappelle Show skit of uh, making the band. Mm Mm-hmm. Where he, he you know he tells him to do increasingly weird things. Yes, one of them he says you have to get like an Ethiopian. go give me the, the titty milk of a uh, Indonesian lady or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's and he he's, he sips it and says, mm, Indonesian. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our next news story uh, comes to us from Texas. A commercial truck driver's hopefully this is this wasn't Fred. Yeah, a commercial truck driver's severed leg was found on Interstate 10 in Texas, 50 miles from where the victim was fatally struck by an SUV on Interstate 10. Holy fuck. So someone hit this dude and then ran for an hour? No. 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 Uh, So, um, the the commercial truck driver, Mm -hmm. uh, was struck by an SUV. Yes. And 50 miles down the road... They found his leg. They found his leg. The leg was thrown by him being struck? That's what they're trying to find out. Um, See, it sounds to me like he got hit, the leg got torn off, the SUV drove for an hour, and then it came loose and landed in the street. uh, Does it say it was a hit and run or not? It was... He was fatally struck, is what they said. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, the, the commercial truck driver was 48. Um, he pulled over to the right-hand shoulder and exited his truck when the SUV hit him. Hit him. Um, so, right now, officials are saying that the body part became lodged on a passing truck. Oh, and then dislodged fifty miles down the road. Yeah. Okay. So it's a there's a third party. There's a third party here. Um, so Fred might have been the one who caught the leg. Maybe. So is it like a wedding? Like a if you <laughs> catch a trucker leg, do you become the next <laughs> bandit? Yeah. You have to. You now have to perform a hit and run. Um. They say that when he pulled over his truck, his headlights were on, his right side blinker was flashing, but he didn't have his emergency flashers on. Yeah, yeah, you know what I bet he was doing? He was what? doing that thing like in the cartoon where he pulled his paint leg up and it looked like a pretty girl leg, even though he's like <laughs> an ugly fat man. Yeah. And the person in the SUV was like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then they got closer and saw it was an ugly man, and they sped up to leave, and that was when they mm-hmm. hit him. Uh, well, speaking of car accidents are... Third news story is also a car accident, but uh, it took place in... It's called the Stuttering John Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. This is... This took place in uh, Washington City in... I think this is uh, Idaho? Uh, You are a hoe. Yeah. Um, A 47-year-old woman... uh, is accused of fatally hitting two bicyclists with her vehicle. Good. Um, She's doing good. The Lord's work. Yeah. The, they said they were the, they were two brothers. They were competing in a bicycle race at the time. It was uh, early afternoon on a Saturday. They were hit by her Hyundai Genesis while riding westbound in the bicycle lane. Uh, 
uh, on the street. And, uh, of course, the woman is saying... It was their fault. No. It was her fault, but kind of not really. She was apparently on... She's she's telling the police that she was on medication for a number of illnesses, including irritable bowel syndrome, and began to, quote, uncontrollably defecate on herself while she was driving... (laughs) Uh, which caused her to swerve into the bicycle lane. So she was driving along. She goes, the two dudes. <laughs> yep. And she had to keep, and she kept going. Yep. Uh, and she quote, could not get her vehicle to stop. Uh, and ended up hitting those two guys. So she shit herself so hard that she hit two bicyclers and, and killed them. them. That must be a good shit. <laughs> I wish I could shit myself yeah. like that. Would you shit me? I'd shit My, me. I'd shit <laughs> myself so hard. <laughs> uh, we got one last news story. This is uh, out of Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, home of Fort Bragg. Yeah. Police are investigating a series of crimes where multiple people were hit in the face with plates of whipped cream. <laughs> Uh, according to the Greenville Police Department, they had a clown show. <laughs> officers were called to an assault around 2:30 p.m. near the Main Street Bridge in downtown. They said a woman was walking on the sidewalk pushing her child in a stroller when a man came by and hit her in the face with a plate of whipped cream. Uh, and they said there's there's been multiple uh, instances of this, and they have a photo of the guy. Um, Is it like a real weirdo? Kind of, but also it's it's not just like. A photo of him like running from the scene, or a photo of like like he's already got a thing and they found him right and they're looking uh-huh. for him. It's a photo of him like looking dead ass at the camera with a plate of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I'm about to hit this bitch in the face with some whipped cream. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. You'll, uh, you'll probably catch me eventually, but we need Black Batman on this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, like that's one of those things where, like, you know, legally, <laughs> what you? Yeah, I'm you, sure it's. I'm sure there's some statute that they they can create. Yeah, legally, I'm sure it's battery. You're hitting someone in the face with an object, but morally, it's really funny. Yeah, why don't you lighten up, bitch? <laughs> Sometimes you get pie, whipped creamed in the face. Yeah, you know all about it. You got You've a baby. been whipped creamed a bunch. <laughs> dumb, dumb hoe. Uh, well, this has been the Ricky the Butt Network, because there's always a piece of shit somewhere. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim, but you know it doesn't take care of what? Uh, more cans of Ready Whip. If you want to <laughs> help us with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's, each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. I think we'll probably do a before and after for Sanic. Oh, yeah. Sanic 2. Fucking love Sanic, man. Sanic was great. Sanic 2... I'm thinking double great. Oh yeah. Um, we have then we have our five dollar tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get: we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our ten dollar tier where you, the fans, submit a film. We sit down and watch, record a feature length commentary. And then we have our fifty dollar spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a special bonus episodes, video content, 
limit people's voicemails, ban someone from the Discord, ban a host from the show, ask for special format changes. Anything you can dream up, we will try our best to accomplish. And we thank all of our patrons, big and small, for helping make this show possible. But before we get back into some issues, uh, I've got a Here's What I Don't Drink segment for you, Tim. It's called Pendern Single Malt Welsh Whiskey, the Legend Edition. It's 43% alcohol by volume. Today, the Red Dragon in Welsh, Yadre Goach, is a proud national flag of Wales. This fiery creature is close to our hearts. It is thought that the ancient Welsh kings were using the dragon as a royal emblem by the early 5th century AD. In this, they followed the Roman cohorts that carried hollow metal Draco standards through which the wind howled to instill fear in their foes. So uh, I've had it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, you, you just picked this up a couple days ago. Uh, Yeah, last week. Last week, yeah. Yeah. So uh, give her give her a whirl and tell us what you think. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, nice and light and creamy. It is kind of creamy. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, it reminds me of an Irish, but like a softer, smoother Irish. Yeah, it's not harsh at all. Yeah. Uh, um, so with Ireland, let me try. I'm, I'm go, go ahead. I'm gonna go for a second sip. That's usually different. Yeah, Irish whiskey, Scottish whiskey, now Welsh whiskey. Just need um, some English whiskey, and I've got the whole UK covered. How great would it be to have a whiskey from all fifty states? Maybe that's my goal. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a pretty pretty cool deal. Yeah, that's that's nice. I, it's not it's nothing too special. Yeah, it's uh, not like. Uh, I wouldn't just put it in some distinct category of Welsh mm-hmm. whiskeys, but no, it's very, it, it, to me, it's very similar to worth trying. So that's, that's the Pendern legend, a single malt Welsh it's, whiskey. It's a cool looking box and bottle too. Yeah. They had like three different blends, um, different colors, diff- the there were different color green boxes. I think green and blue were the yeah. other two. Yeah. Um, so I think I might check out next time I'm over there, check out one of the others just to see if it's also mm-hmm. as good. Because sometimes, you know, I, I found that there are some, like, uh, we were talking about Hochatown before the start of the show. Yeah, yeah. Hochatown is a some is a local Oklahoma whiskey. Yes. And they have... Completely, like, it's, they do everything. They, they're they not sourcing stuff. Yeah. yeah. They are, they have a uh, single barrel, a small batch, and mm-hmm. a small batch select. And the single barrel is great, and the small batch is the best. Um, but the small batch select is fucking terrible yeah. and they just like, they've chosen a different flavor profile for the small batch select and it just makes it like bitter and gross. Yep. So anyway, well, let's get back to some issues, Tim. What's your second issue this week? Uh, here's what I don't get. Feet. Correct. <laughs> Thank Nailed you. it. The Thank end. You. The end. Uh, All right. Here's what I don't get. <laughs> uh, so as I was working this event, which is, you know, for makeup. So it's, I mean, there wasn't a gay man in the house. Yeah. Like that's how like, it was all women in the audience. There was, did they go into anything about makeup sex? <laughs> they did not. Um, that's a bummer. You know, like, you know, some people on the, st- on the staff, there's a couple of guys on the staff and a couple of the keynote like speakers were guys, mm-hmm. you know, like one of the guys was the guy that based on, they based Jerry Maguire on, he was just on zoom. Tom Cruise. 
No. <laughs> the the real guy that he was based on. Um Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Uh and you know, the whole video the whole production team was 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 dudes and all the hands were guys, but other than that, he was all women. And That's because if you want to get any work done, you have to hire a man. Yeah. Uh, so there's a point where there's a speaker on stage, and it's uh, like a it's one of the ladies that has sold a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. And the last 15 minutes of all these keynotes are usually dedicated to Q and A. And so I'm in the very back of the room with a a like a seventies TV lens, like, like whatever you imagine, like a fifties through seventies TV, like a TV camera to look like, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm shooting on. Like I'm like a two and a half, three foot long, big ass rectangle looking thing. (laughs) That's what I'm using. So I'm doing like waist up shots from all the way back. So we have a, we have a, a third camera in on, you know, forward and to the right of me and he can turn around. He's on a jib. Mm-hmm. So he can turn his turning his camera around and get the Q and a shot. Right. And I don't have to do anything. I can play. I can lock my camera down and just rest. And I know I'm watching the, we've got a huge monitor, a huge screen behind the presenter and then two side screens that are like, Hey, if you're in the back, here's what's going on. Yeah. And so I'm watching the, the jib shot. And I couldn't tell the person talking, but the person next in line was barefoot. Mm. And mind you, this is a this is an event center. Yes. Like there is so much traffic through this place. Yeah. Sure, it gets and this was not a carpeted room. Sure, the, the, I, I'm assuming this gets you know mopped and waxed occasionally, but it's an event center. And this lady's got her bare ass feet, right? Yeah. And so she comes up to the mic, asks her question, and I notice that the lady behind her is also barefoot. Also barefoot. Ugh. And there was a line of three or four ladies, all in bare feet. Ugh. And I don't get it. It's something ladies do anywhere they all are. All the time. We have I had to go through it in school. Like they they learn it from a young age. Yeah. Well, uh, that's why they love like flip-flops and Birkenstocks and shoes that don't have backs so they can just not be wearing shoes suddenly. It's a So I thought about it for a little bit. I tried not to mm-hmm. cuz that shit's gross, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Samuel L. Jackson in pulp fiction. Samuel you're not Dave Chappelle. Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. What? What? You said Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know anything about Pulp Fiction because it's not a good movie. Okay. He he goes on a on a rant about uh, how he likes women's feet. Yeah. Dave Chappelle does that in his uh, stand up comedy. Specials, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And it has this the one of the big differences between that and Pulp Fiction is that it's um funny. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not funny. Good. Good and interesting and yeah. well done and not terrible and just makes me and when people talk about pulp fiction it makes me want to smash their fucking head in with a yeah. hammer yeah oh pulp fiction i love pulp fiction yeah it says fucking everyone else <laughs> shut the fuck up thank you yeah. well i own. don't have like a curated uh catalog of movies where uh <laughs> characters talk about feet that was just the first one that came to mind <laughs> anyways 
so women take their shoes off because why do why do they do it? What's like like, like name like the number one reason? Because the, their shoes are uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. That now that usually entails like a heel, a high heel, mm -hmm. right? A, a shoe that they bought for themselves. For themselves. Yeah. To and why why would they buy a heel? To wear it. Sure, but why do they want the heel specifically? Because they think it looks better. Sure. Yeah. I, I there's it makes, it, it, makes it makes their butt and legs look better and also makes them taller. Oh, okay. Right? Now, why would you they want to be taller? Because they hate manlets. And they like... Tall men. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what do tall men wear? Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. What do men in general wear? Shoes. Yeah, what kind of shoes? Just regular shoes. Regular shoes. And what do they do with them? They wear them. They wear them. They, they put them on in the beginning of the day, and they keep them on... <laughs> And maybe when they go home, they take them off. Yeah. Some guys are like a shoe all day kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he wakes up, gets dressed, puts his shoes on, doesn't take them off until he's getting in bed. Yeah. Right. Right. Me, I don't, I will, I can wear, I can wear shoes in the house. Yeah. But usually that's the first thing I do when I get home. Take, take my shoes, shoes off. off. Yeah. Now in your own house, that's usually acceptable so enigma this tim yeah when i was mixing the show down at at the ou mm -hmm. i i'm in my little sound booth and during pre-show take my shoes off and i'd just be wearing my you know i was wearing socks obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'd be in my little booth my booth has a little slidey door that slides so people can't go in come in there with uh -huh. me and i'd be in the booth no shoes on yep is that degenerate no i maybe if your socks were off i would say yes if my you, socks were off, I would also say yes. Yeah, yeah. Because I have my socks on, and I don't. When I leave the booth, I put my shoes yes, back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. And if someone entered the booth, I also put, put my your, shoes yes, back on. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. There's a level of like uh, social. Um, it's like an unspoken social contract, right? Where and most of the reason for it is is because I was on a really tall chair, mm -hmm. which my feet weren't dangling because I had a platform, but mm -hmm. they would if I shifted it all, my feet would dangle. And my shoes weigh a lot. Yeah. So by taking them off, I put less stress on my, my knees, which would make me a lot more comfortable. There you go. And then we would get to there's at end of act one, there's this like big song. Everybody comes out there, they're all singing. They're like blah, 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 blah. And it's like like the band's all and I'm fucking pushing the system real hard. Yep. Just getting loud as fuck. And while they're doing all that, I'd put my shoes back on and and fat do the lacing system mm -hmm. and then they'd hit that last note at last bump and i'd kill the i'd kill all the faders and i'd be out of my booth and i'd be almost out of the building by the time the house lights <laughs> came back on shoes back on yeah yeah so so i've figured out this cycle right so women wear uncomfortable shoes um and so so let's see women Let's see. So I'm trying to figure out the, the where to start, right? Mm -hmm. They take their shoes off. Yes. Because they wear uncomfortable shoes. Yep. And they wear uncomfortable shoes. Even like the the if you, if you go outside the heels, right? The flip flops and stuff, why would they want to take off the flip flops if the flip flops are so comfortable? Comfortable. But they're not because they have no support. They have no support, which is why you want to take your shoes off. Like I've I've gone through I went um last year when I I, I wore my my uh my shoes out 
like I literally wore them down and had to get new new shoes. Yeah. It fucking sucked. Um so they take their shoes off because they wear uncomfortable shoes. And they wear uncomfortable shoes. Um and they wear like the flip flops because that is deemed more comfortable. Comfortable than the heel. Mm-hmm. Right? They can't just wear regular shoes. Yeah, can't just wear sneakers. You can't just wear sneakers. Um but they wear the heels because they want to be taller like men, but men just fucking wear shoes. Yeah. Like there's no like it's not like oh I want to be like them. I'm gonna do the, do the same thing. Yeah. I'm also just gonna wear shoes all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now you're tall. Now there you're you as go. tall as you're gonna be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's this weird cycle of like women. And if a man wants to get be taller, what does he do? He wears lifts. He wears lifts. Yeah, which are high heels but that hide inside your shoes. Yeah. But it like the lifts like you are they're they're hidden. Right? Unless yeah. you're wearing unless you're wearing like Robert Downey Jr.'s size size lifts. <laughs> have you seen that picture of him? I in, have in his big uh, platform shoes. No, ooh. no. You could tell someone's wearing lifts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that's right. You know. I know. Yeah. yeah. I can always tell. Uh-huh. It's like it, there's it's a gate thing it's a gate thing and people stand differently yeah. and and they're like they become like women they find any excuse they can to take their weight off their feet mm. because you, you're not supposed to stand on an incline yeah it's just stupid shoe design I, I yeah i don't get it um and i've known very few women who like plan ahead where they'll they'll have flats like as ready, a backup, as a yeah. backup, yeah. Yep. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna wear these heels, and I've known. Like, why else are you carrying that big ass bag around? I know I've known even fewer women. Like so, um, Pete's alive, and I after road rage Chicago, we must have walked five miles in Chicago, just like fucking around, talking, mm-hmm. and because we both had late flights out that on after the show, and everybody else had like eight a.m. flights, so we went to breakfast, and then we just fucked around all day, and. Uh, and she wore these like ridiculous platform shoe high heels. And about like three in the afternoon, I was I'm like, <laughs> do you want to go somewhere and sit down? Cause you're wearing those ridiculous shoes. Cause no, nah, I'm fine. I wear these all the time. And I was like, holy shit, a woman, oh, wow. a woman that wears these stupid shoes because they, she wants to wear these stupid yeah. shoes and actually commits to wearing yep. the stupid yep. shoes. You're like one in a million. Yeah. One like, in a billion. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen fucking strangers walking around in the city Downtown, downtown, Saturday night, especially yeah, especially on the weekends. Fucking shoes dangling underneath their hand and barefoot out in the street, like you're gonna step on a heroin needle and die. Yeah, yeah, I I don't get it because I, like I said, I took my boots off when I was in the booth during running sound. Mm -hmm. I I will often when I drive, I have to drive like more than an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll take my shoes off then. Um. And just just for the sake of comfort, yeah. and then what I what happens is I get to like a gas station or where or I get to where I'm going, and I open up the car door and I drop my boots out there on the ground, mm-hmm. and then I step out of the car into my boots, and then I'm I'm now I'm wearing shoes again. Uh, I'll like right now I'm not wearing shoes. I took my boots off and we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my own house. You're in your own house. Yeah, I walk around in socks in my own house, but uh, and sometimes I'll walk around in socks in like trucking and Tuckins house because we spend oh, a lot yeah, of time yeah, there. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost home soil. Sure. I, I don't think you would be upset if I took my shoes off. Oh no, I wouldn't wouldn't no. bother me at all. But um, like if we were if we were at some like random guy's house, yeah, not taking no, my I'm shoes. not taking my shoes no, off no. unless they're one of those people that are like we Please. take our shoes yeah, off. We at do the, the door. whole Japanese yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, um, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, and I've never I've never understood that. No, and 
and forgive me if you will. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the the degeneracy. Yeah, I really want to talk about the pink of the feet. (laughs) Um, I really want to talk about the pad. Uh, So here's my other problem with specifically the foot fetish. Mm -hmm. The first of all, no, ain't no women out there with 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 a foot fetish for guys' feet. I think it probably is. I I assume. Look, I think there's there's everyone's into something, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the foot fetish among men is one of those like recognized as like it's it's like the first weird one that people will will think of. Like yeah, like what's a weird fetish? Oh, people are into feet. That's disgusting. Yeah, but it's a but it's a big enough like subculture that there's a lot of dudes into it. There's a whole what's there's like a um there's like websites for where you can Oh, where you can like see well uh, so what was the movie? Um I was watching some movie with Nicolas Cage and Amber Heard in it. And Drive Angry. Drive Angry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's I was looking at the Oh, that's I, right, you told me about this. I was looking yeah. at the IMDB trivia and then it has like the thumbnails of the photos, uh, photos from the movie. Yep. And there's a scene where she's like in a hotel, and I think she's seduced a guy, but she's and he's she's making him paint her toenails, uh-huh. and he's like, I think he's naked, but she's not, yeah, and he's painting her toenails, and like every fucking shot that even remotely includes her on feet IMDb on IMDb is is totally cataloged. This isn't the foot celebrity archive, no, and I was astounded because yeah. for the mo- most of the time on IMDb, the photos will just be like interesting moments or publicity stills yeah. or posters. Uh, but this one, someone, someone was in there on like, uh, the Amazon streaming, just oh, yeah. like frame by frame, oh, screen yes. grab, frame yep. screen grab, screen grab. And then, so I, I could kind of get that. Yeah. I, you know, you, you find it's like, like back in, in when we were young and VHS was still a thing, you get to the certain part in, uh, in a movie, and it would get like real fuzzy uh-huh. and staticky all of a sudden, and then it would go completely back to normal. Yep. Um, for no reason. For no reason. You know, that would just happen to film mm-hmm. sometime. Uh, you, I could get why you'd have that, like your folder that's like Amber Heard feet drive angry movie. Yeah. But then that guy is like, you know who needs this? Everybody browsing IMDb <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. And that's the other thing is right, is right, like most. Most guys, I would say, right? Most guys that have, I'm not, I don't want to say vanilla taste, but most guys in general, most guys that are attracted to women, what do they like about the women? Titties and ass. Which you can't show on IMDb, of right? Of course not. But this fucked up <laughs> degenerate over here, he can show off his fetish as much as he wants. Yeah. Anyways, so what I was going to say is, this connects with the whole shoe thing, because- um the wearing uncomfortable shoes, especially like the heels, right? They have to like fucking squeeze into those things. God forbid you get a, you know, a shoe that fits. A shoe that fits. Yeah. And what does that cause? Like all kinds of weird things, but a bunion. Yes. And, There's yeah. no, no dudes going around here talking about how their bunions and corns hurt. Yeah. Right. That's specifically a, a women thing, problem, which compounds into the why I don't get the foot fetish thing, because. Most of them are fucked up. Are fucked up. There's in Deep Space Nine, Julian Bashir is talking about uh there's a he's talking about this dan he dated a dancer. Okay. And he's like, she had the most exquisite feet. 
Now, Tim, you don't spend a lot of time around dancers. But I, no, I I know, I know. And and I have. And dancers' feet are like fucking mutants from the, they're 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 they're, they're like boxers' faces. Yeah, they are <laughs> destroyed. Yes, just Baller, like ballerina, ballerina specifically. specifically. Yeah. But even even modern, you know, people who are just doing jazz and tap and stuff. Yeah, because. Yeah, uh, and it's I'm, like I mean, it like you, it's like you wouldn't expect to go to a blacksmith and have him have smooth cl- hands, yeah, smooth clean hands. He would have rugged, tough, scarred hands. Yeah. Same thing with a dancer, or someone that wears a lot of fucking tiny shoes for no reason. Yeah. Have you ever had like a, sh- a shoe that that gave you a blister or was too tight or yeah. too small? And what'd you do with it? Uh, I. I would wear it as little as possible. Yeah, until you just ended up getting rid of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as, even if a shoe does like doesn't, I got a I have a pair of um, uh, like uh, Converse esque shoes that um, they tie in a weird spot. They tie in a spot that feels weird on my on my foot. Yeah, you can just change the lacing pattern and shift where that point is. Yeah, yeah, but it's, I haven't done that. And uh, I wear them as little as possible because of that. Yeah. And, and if I have shoes that are uncomfortable, they're they're basically worthless. Yeah. Which is, when you have a really comfy pair of shoes, sometimes it's like you don't even have them on. Yeah. Like these shoes I'm wearing right now, super comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and and they work for work too. Like, because cause my boots, I, I'll work a whole day in, the, in my boots and... Like come home and like you know my feet are fucking aching, right? Because they're too heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next day I'll put these on, and these have like extra arch support, and they have like a really thick base, and they're super light, and they have like um, the like mesh in the, on the front part, so it's kind of breezy. Yeah. And it so you don't get swamp foot. Yeah, you don't get swamp yeah. foot. Yeah. Uh, fucking wear socks too. Yeah, fucking people that don't wear socks inside their their like regular ass shoes. You like uh, you ever seen like a dude in a suit in the loafers and no socks? Yeah, yeah. fucking stop it. You're degenerate. That's a great issue, Tim. Thank you. Here's what I don't get: too many pets. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I brought in Airbnbs and I lauded them as the solution. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I still believe that Airbnb is the solution, but let me sure. tell you about my lodgings this past weekend. Okay. Number one, and I think this is the highest point, $25 a night. Whoa. Yeah. So just pack that I mean, in. You, you probably had a meal that cost more than that. I probably last did. Last week. Yeah. Um, so $25 a night. Yeah. Owner, German lady, quiet, you know, had, had a, uh, ended up getting upgraded to a queen. Did you look in the basement? (laughs) No. Ended up getting upgraded to a queen size bed, which is. Did you find an apt pupil down there? A what? An apt pupil. An apt pupil? Yeah. What are you referencing? A movie. Is it Pulp Fiction? Apt pupil. (laughs) Uh, I, I, you know, so that, that was great. Everything about it was fine, but there was one small issue, which was that she had 11 dogs. 
<laughs> and I don't mean I don't mean Tim Eleven Chestnuts, your dog. Yeah, I mean Eleven Lucases trucking and tucking. Holy dog. shit! And not all German Shepherds, but yeah, all yeah, yeah. that size. God. Yeah, that's like a herd at that, that point. It is. Yeah, I think. So here's the thing, right? But what? How? How many is uh-huh. too many pets? Uh, eleven is really pushing. Eleven it. is pushing <laughs> it. But what if I said I had a I had eleven fish? Okay, fish go in one <laughs> little box, Tim. <laughs> Shit, that's what I'm saying. Fish is, right? don't go all over your fucking house. In general, house. Yeah. In, in general, in general, though, there is a number there. There's a number where that's too many. Now, if you had eleven fish tanks, that's too many. That's too many fish yeah. tanks. Yeah. Fish, fish are really. You're either of, really weird or rich. The number of tanks you have, not yeah. so much the number of fish in the yeah. tank. It's the number of tanks. Uh, yeah, because even if it's a, a, a tiny, like what's the like what's up? What's one up from a fish that you can keep as a pet? Gerbil, gerbil, hamster, hair, ham, gerbil slash hamster. Pig, Eleven of those. It's too many. It's too many. And those so, are all in one box, right? Well, I, I would, I wouldn't hope so. <laughs> but uh, you know, like at one point we had like fifteen hermit crabs. Yeah, but those are but they're small they're, and they're again yeah, yeah. they're all in one tank. Uh-huh. This is one tank. Yes. Uh so with with the um eleven dogs, I just I I see it like when you watch the what's the eighteen kids and counting or nineteen yeah, kids yeah, and counting yeah. where you have so that one's specifically gross because you have like older kids raising the younger kids, and it turns out like one of them's like a weird pedophile rapist. I think that was the dad. No, it was one of the kids. Oh, was it one of the kids? It might have been the dad too, but well, there's a, there's been a bunch of those shows. Yeah. yeah. Well, the it's it's a lot like that. Where how much attention can you give an animal? Because yes. animals they need some amount of attention outside yes. of just here's a bowl of food and here's water mm-hmm. and here's how you go shit. And in the a- yard. animal to animal, they're different on on how they want it. And yeah, because they have personalities. Like yeah. they're a lot like people. Yeah. Um, you have one dog and he has four people mm-hmm. and you know, he's got, he's got a little perfect little life. Yep. I have one cat. He's got one person. He's got a pretty good little life. Uh, and then he also, you know, he checks you out when you're here yeah. trucking and tucking to my sister, my dad, etc. So, you know, he's, he's got interest. Now, if I had a second cat and it was just me. Well, now, you know, it's like 50 50. Mm. Yeah. They, they can cooperate. Like they can sleep on the bed with me or like they can kind of hang out when I'm not at work, when I'm home, if we're going to watch TV, one's on one side, one's on the other. That can still work. It can work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But then if I had a third cat, yeah. It's like, uh, okay. So you only got two hands. You only got two hands. So you only pet one of them at a time. Yeah. Or two of them at a time. And you got to rotate them out. I guess you have one on, you know, watching TV. You got one on one side of you, and one on the other, and one on your lap. Mm-hmm. That that could that could work, yeah. um, especially if they have different personalities. They 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 like to spend time at different times of day. And I have a queen size bed, so you know, we three cats and me. That that we can make that work, yeah, right? Yeah. But then what if there were there were four cats? Because then you start to factor in. So you're supposed to have uh, one more litter box than the number of cats you have. Yeah. 
because it, they can become territorial and yes. weird. So it's good to always have, you know let there be an escape route. So like right now, I have a cat. My sister has a cat. We have three litter boxes in the house. But if I had four cats, I would need five litter boxes. Yep. Now, if I'm in just a regular two or three bedroom house, you've got like your bedroom, your other bedroom, your bathroom, your living room, your kitchen. I'm out of rooms. <laughs> But okay, I can I can get one litter box in every room. Maybe I have like a master bathroom and a, and a guest bathroom, yeah. and I you know so maybe I could possibly do a sixth cat. But then if I had a seventh cat, I would need uh, an eighth cat. It's uh, I'm running out of stuff, right? Because you can't actually care for this many animals. There's a person I work with that at one point had 20 cats, and now he doesn't know how many cats he has because he stopped taking them in to be fixed. So they just breed. He's creating a feral cat colony, essentially. And I just like that's you. you those aren't pets anymore. No, that's just a wild herd that yeah. you are like the Taking, proctor of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't get it because I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself an animal lover. Nope. Um, I like my cat. Yeah. I liked my dog as a kid. Mm-hmm. I have. Uh, tolerance for trucking and tucking's dog. Yeah. And that's really getting about the end of the number of animals that I care about. I liked yeah. my hermit crabs a lot. Yeah. Th- they were cool. <laughs> they were in their little cage. We'd take them out sometimes, let them crawl, crawl on the carpets. They were neat little, yeah. an- little yeah. animals. Uh, that's really the perfect pet for me. It's in his little box, and we never really have to interact, yeah. but I can kind of watch them. Like You're I'm, like an independent pet. I'm like their god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I like an independent pet. That's why I like. Because Ranger like does his own things, but occasionally he's like, "Hey man, you want to hang out? Can I hang out?" Yeah. I'm like, okay, buddy, here you go. But he'll he'll do his own stuff. Yeah, he, he's off. He's fucked off somewhere. Yeah. You know, like I've I've got I've got two dogs. Oh, you have two dogs? Okay. Yeah, we got a dog. We got a new dog last year. Oh, that's it's right. been about a year now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Chestnut, uh, is the neediest dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he does he he does this thing where you know if he wants attention from you he wants pet if he wants pets he looks at you and then just flops on the ground belly up okay like he's he's just like I'm assuming the position go ahead <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's time you know what it's time for um, no means no dog yeah yeah and like if 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 um, if you go outside without him. He whines mm-hmm. incredibly loudly and annoyingly. Um, but our other dog, uh, Trix, a lot more independent. Not super, uh, not super um, into the lots of petting. Doesn't mind petting, but mm-hmm. it doesn't asking for it all the time. Yeah, I was talking to, I wasn't talking to, to the stage manager and someone else on the show I'm working on, they were yeah. talking to each other and I was yeah. just present. Yeah. And there, she was talking about her cat and that it, the cat will wake them up in the morning mm-hmm. and then they feed it. Yeah. And then the cat wants two hours of cat time. Yes. So, you know, so if they don't leave shortly after feeding it, the cat gets like agitated with them. Like, why are you still here? <laughs> you need to leave so that I can have my me time. Huh, right. Weird. It's a very weird thing, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. that's why animals have personalities yes, yes, yes. and you can like tune into that. If you are around an animal enough to know, uh, I just, you can't, 
take care of that many animals. No. Especially, and that's just, I'm just talking about someone who has like, I have 11 dogs, I have 40 cats. There are like the hoarder stuff where people have these, you know, cats and dogs and pets, you know, dead helms at the animal shelter with, you know, you got too many fucking pets. Yep. Uh, Waterboy, you know, the creator of the Dick Show theme, his mom or grandma or something. Oh, had like 17 birds or something. And he would call in and all these birds would be like fucking tweeting and chirping and squawing and yeah. shit in the background. Like, what the? Do you live in an aviary? Yeah. Apparently so. Apparently, yeah. And I just. Like, there, there's a small animal usually, like mm-hmm. a home, the home pet version. Birds small, 11, too many. Too many, yeah. And like, I just, I cannot fathom taking care of more than one cat. Like I, there I realize they're they're social animals. Maybe you get yeah. a second. Maybe like, uh, my cat's getting old. I, I can't. I I don't understand how one person does does three plus. Of the it's of, wild of you know a animals, cat or a dog. A cat or, or, yeah. Yeah, 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 an active animal. You know, not like a fish or hermit crab. Or yeah, because like dogs, you have to go. You have to walk them. You have to yeah. let them out. You have to let them in. And yeah. you, people make the oh you know there it's an outside dog and he lives in a doghouse. Fuck you. A stray dog is an outside dog. <laughs> if you get a dog, fucking let him sleep on your bed with you. Let yeah, him sit yeah. on the sub fucking sofa. Now, now, if your dog wants to go outside, yeah, absolutely, and stay outside. But no, yeah. but then at night you go out there and you're like, chestnut, time to come inside. What if he doesn't want to? Oh, what if he, he wants he, to sleep outside? He wants to. Uh my 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 aunt's dog, who is who I've known now for. 10 plus years one of my favorite dogs ever mm-hmm. is now is is now now that her her brother's dead mm-hmm. is now an outside dog not all the time but you can't make her come in if she doesn't want to well i guess if it's got a will yeah i think too many people and she's, like, oh, she has like a nice backyard a mm-hmm. nice big backyard that she can lay down in too many she people has an outside bed to create an outside dog. I understand by what just you're not saying. letting them inside. Like in, like in, um, like in Reacher. Yes, that guy was taking care that of that. Guy dog. Was not taking care of that dog. That was a great little bit of character development to yeah. just make you instantly be like, ah, Reacher's a good guy. He yeah. even cares about dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just don't see how you take care of that many animals. I don't see how you can like. I don't understand how you can justify doing it. Yeah. Like I oh I have so much love that I can love forty cats or eleven dogs like yeah, but but can you really like <laughs> yeah. yeah you can create a space for them to live in that's better than them living on the yeah. street, but I mean so at that point it they're like like you said they're not pets it's like someone that works at the zoo yes you're like, you're just a keeper you're yeah you're a keeper like you can go around. And be like, hey, buddy, what's up, me into the elephant? Or, mm-hmm. you know, go see a gorilla and he'll recognize you and, you know, know that you the guy that brings him food. Um, but they're not your pets. Well, you have like the rescues where they, oh, yeah, we we have 40 dogs, mm-hmm. right? But we, they have, we have like kennels and pens and we keep them separated. And the goal is to have zero dogs. Yes. I, I, I remember seeing it. Um, it must have been a TikToker, if not like a Twitter video or something, mm-hmm. of some shelter that was like, we got fucking rid of all our dogs today. And they were like, it was like all the people that work there, like showing all the empty cages and being like super happy. Yeah. That's the 
That's the perfect goal. Yeah. Is that yep, yeah, we don't have any we don't have any rescues because people are keeping the pets that they have. They're not abusing them, they're not abandoning them, they're not running away and being lost forever. Um and so we we have nothing coming in and we found homes for all the ones we have. And so yeah. Next week, someone's dog will get out. We'll find him, and then we'll be able to reunite a family. It's so much so that, like, I, I can't fathom going to a breeder and no, being like, neither. "I want a specific." No, like, I mean, all my pets, aside from my fish, have been rescues. Yeah, you know, uh, Chestnut. They found him walking without tags somewhere in Oklahoma City one day, out in the street. Yeah. And now he has a home. Yeah. Where he could bark at squirrels. Yeah. 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 And possums. Fucking, fucking stupid squirrel. I possums. Will, I will fucking it's, end you. It's not so much the squirrels than the, the possums. He really hates the possums. Yeah. 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 I'm, you've. Interesting about the cost, right? Gosh, that, yeah. <laughs> so, like, my cat got sick. You can't have any hobbies. Yeah, my my cat got sick last year, and now he's on a special urinary diet, and it's $90 a bag for this fucking yeah. food. And fortunately, like, a bag lasts, what did we figure out, three and a half months? Something like that, Four yeah. months, yeah. So, yeah, it's really, it's it's not that bad. You know, it's you know not as, not but as it's good one, as but it's one cat pet. chow, but it's, it's one pet, right? And that's... My, just food. My ex-girlfriend, when we first got together, had three cats. Um, and then one of them died. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and then we were down to two. And then they both ended up going on special diets, but they just they ate together and you couldn't get them to not eat yeah. the same food. Yeah. So yeah. it ended up just being they both ate a blend of each other's yep. dietary food. Yeah. And so it's the same one of them was the same stuff I buy now. 90 bucks a bag times two every for you know six months because yeah. it's two four months because it's two cats like that's that, mentioned you know the cost of going to the vet yeah medicine shots and medicines and uh my, my my dog needs um allergy medicine mm -hmm. most small dogs have skin problems and he does and so you know the only thing that really works on any dog is it's called apoquel uh-huh and you know they're they've corner of the market so they've just been raising their prices slowly every now and then and now it's like 65 bucks for a month supply or something yeah like my my mentor's dog he's getting he needs to have his one of his toes amputated because he's uh he broke it and then that caused an infection yeah. or something along those lines anyway all the stuff they've tried to do to not get to this point now where it's going to be amputated has cost them. I think he said somewhere around four or five thousand dollars. Jesus, it's for a pet, right? Yeah. Like that's a damn payment on a on a used car. Yeah. And now, and multiply that times eleven, because then I start to think, oh, this pet's going to cost four thousand dollars. Just put him down. Yeah, we got ten more. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but if that was if that was one person's like only true love yeah. pet it, it could they would spend the five thousand dollars to keep keep him going and keep him in the family i don't know maybe people have different qualifications than i do but i just at a certain point you got too many fucking pets yeah and that's my issue so uh this has been here's what i don't get i'm tab burt i'm tim the handle breaker catch you guys next week see ya
If you want to call in the Here's Don't Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail under the voicemail upload channel under the, uh, what did I say, Discord voicemail upload channel. And I got one here from Sonny Says So. Hey, it's Sonny Says So. And uh, let's talk about these fucking door handles, the bathroom ones where you have to push them in to the side need a weird little key or the a handy hanger nearby to unlock in case one of your children happens to lock themselves in the bathroom which is a terrifying experience they exist in san jose california just in case they really you're wondering <laughs> not just in whatever part of fucking oklahoma or whatever that's all i gotta say y'all take it easy now so apparently they, they shipped him to san jose <laughs> and oklahoma city yeah and that was it huh well uh you know, the real answer is to just get to know someone very well uh-huh. that has a certain special set of skills. I have a certain set. I have a special set of skills, skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> if you don't change these locks, that'll be the end of it. Uh, here's one from the voicemail hotline. In the morning, fellas. First time, long time, Mountain Man Steve. And here's what I don't get. Inconvenient intervals. I have a Roku TV. Its volume buttons are zero to a hundred, and they're slow. Do you want to yeah, change yeah. the volume down? Yeah. Good luck doing that quickly. Alternatively, soundbar has a volume of zero to fifteen. One click up, too loud. One click <laughs> down, too quiet. It's pretty simple. If it's buttons, twenty to fifty. Knobs, zero to hundred. Faders, zero to a hundred. Figure it out, people. I remember that on my Roku TV. Uh, it was like it would be ten clicks at a time: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to get to the next like true volume level. Yeah, it needs to be. Here's here's the science of sound: uh, three decibels. It takes a three decibel change to have a perceptible mm-hmm. change in volume. So that's what the click needs to be on everything. Yeah. If you if you want to like ha- amplify things by three hundred dB. Uh, then it's a scale of zero to a hundred. If you want to only amplify a little bit, then it's a scale of zero to. Here's 15. something that that weirds me out: is the the, uh, not not the scale on TVs, but the actual, like, uh, I guess not amperage. Um, like how 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 loud a TV can go? Yeah, wattage. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. some TVs, you know. Comfortable listening volume. SPL. Yeah. So you're so you're sitting down watching TV, you know, in the living room, comfortable listening volume, and you know the TV's out of you know it goes zero to one hundred, mm-hmm. and you're on sixty five, sixty six, right? Yeah. Other TVs. I've had TVs where you where the comfortable listening volume was twelve or thirteen out of a hundred, and like going to twenty five was when you were like you were alone Rocking and out. wanted to rock some shit out. Yeah. We, Why? <laughs> the the other weird thing is uh so like when we when I got the the studio monitors that hooked into my TV the first time mm-hmm. we put on we put on Inception or Batman. Batman, yeah. Yeah, and we we're just like watching the end of Batman and it was not loud. No, but it, it was it was it was enough so that we were like, "Oh, man, these speakers are really nice." It was loud, but it was clear, but it wasn't yeah. overpowering. Yeah. And meanwhile, I've got people banging on my door that we can't hear. Yeah. Because I guess they're throwing so much sound out the backside that it's rattling the wall yeah. of the apartment upstairs, <laughs> which I don't feel bad for because they stomped around too yeah. much. 
Uh, that was really weird. I found with the Roku TV and my external monitors that like 40 was like right in the perfect listening level really? out of 100. And 35 was like, let me let me be quiet. And 50 was let me be like loud. Weird. And that was like where it just sat all the time. Because I've got the same TV. Mm-hmm. And granted, mine's mounted on the wall above my computer station. Yeah. And I'm right there. But to me, like... It's like 15 to 18 is my listening volume. Yeah. I also like things a lot louder. And I, I do too, but. And I'm going through those speakers. So there's like a huge drop off in the, in oh, the early okay. parts. Like go. under 20, you can't hear anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention was like, do you remember as a kid, right? Um, I always thought this was um, fascinating was how when you first wake up, Mm-hmm. You can hear better. You can hear better. Yeah, because like as a kid, right, you'd go into the you know you'd go into your room or the living room or whatever and watch TV. And I remember being like on like five or six, seven or eight out of a hundred, mm-hmm. and it was being fine. And then like you go leave and do something, and you come back, you know, noon, one or whatever, and you turn the TV back on. You can't hear. I'm like, I can't hear shit. Turn that up. Yeah. I that was that's one of the reasons why I walk outside during intermissions of shows when I'm mixing. Is because it's usually quieter out there, mm-hmm. or I go find a quiet space if outside is not quiet, so that I can re- readjust my, my ears, reset yeah. from the like climax of the end of the first act to back to what That's my nice. normal listening level yeah. is. Yeah, and also it makes the where nobody can talk to me. Yes, that's most important. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And that's it. That's that's the voicemail. <laughs> Hey, Deb, you know there's pussy and twisted love doing out you talking about your bitching about you said they're only in Norman, Oklahoma. Those things are everywhere. It's just they were only manufactured in, like, the late 70s. I grew up with one of those on my back door. Huh. Eh, they're kind of neat, actually, because then you don't have to fiddle with the little thing in the middle to unlock it. You just turn the doorknob and it clicks out, and then out you go. And I guess they can catch on. So Norman, Oklahoma probably just updated any of their doorknobs since they probably not. <laughs> there you go, toodles. Yeah, I like the ones uh where when you just when you turn the knob, it's the big it's the big twisting pin or the push button. Yeah. And then when you turn the knob it just unlocks and yes. now it's just unlocked. I think the one that specifically was annoying me was the Airbnb I stayed in is that to unlock it uh, for whatever reason, I mentally want to twist it to the to the left every yeah. time, right? Yeah. But twisting to the left locks it. I needed to twist uh, to the right, pull out, and then twist to the left to be able to get out. Weird. I, I, yeah. It was it was clumsy. It was not convenient. The one that I was in. So people do know what I'm talking about. You guys don't know about the cheese water though. I don't see any voicemails <laughs> about cheese water. Yeah. Cheese water's fucked up. It's fucked I don't up, even know man. about cheese water. Yeah, yeah, we're going down there. All right. We're going down there next weekend. This weekend, we're going down there. <laughs> we're going to go to Whiskey Cake. We're going to go to a Mexican restaurant. We're going to sit down and be like, chips and salsa, please. The cheese water's going to show up, and I'm going to go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I would, I, I'm going to – I will ask them. And then we'll just stand up and leave. I will ask them. Like, hey, please explain this. I'm, I'm not from here. Please explain this. The same way <laughs> I would ask someone to explain. By the way, by the way – you and your fucked up family. <laughs> I asked. I asked my family members uh-huh. what they expect Bean Dip to be. Yeah, and guess whose side they're on? Well, of course they're on your side. They're all a bunch of fucking weird Mexicans. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I asked, and, and they all agree with me. Uh-huh. They're all wrong. <laughs> of course they agree with you. You grew up in the same fucking thing. You got, we got to find a third party. Yeah. The next big BOK call. Sure, we're sure. We're setting up two tables side yeah, by side. Yeah. What is Bean what Dip? What is Bean Dip? And you have a picture, and I'll have a picture. <laughs> just be like, is yeah. it this? Yeah, let's yes, go. Yes, it is. Like, let's yeah, go. Put that number down. Why are you doing this? Like, you should fucking mind your own business. Get to work. <laughs> Is this why calls aren't getting sent on time? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, well, that's our episode, everybody. Thanks, everybody who left a voicemail. Thank you, everyone who was also disgusted by cheese water. And feet. And feet. And phobias. Yeah. What's a phobia of feet? Called? Oh, yeah. That's that, that, whatever it is. That's the name of the episode. Yeah. Here we go. Control F feet. Podophobia. Fear of feet. P O D. P O D O phobia. It's great because it's a podocast about podophobia. Iatrophobia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fear of doctors. Venus, how, how do you get diagnosed? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Uh, Venus trapophobia. I wonder what that is. Fear of beautiful women. Yeah. <laughs> Filiophobia. Fear of love. <laughs> Teriophobia, but spelled like a pterodactyl with a P. Uh -huh. It's a fear of ferns. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis fans out there. Yeah. Uh, heliophobia. Fear of the sun. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Chromonetropiophobia. Fear of clocks, chronophobia, fear of time, astrophobia, fear of thunder and lightning. Your dog's got that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Thank you, everybody.